welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for the unconventional music lover, brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a woman-led company working to help musicians move their careers forward through education and live events. So on the episode today, we have Miss Jenny Teeter, a alternative rock artist, originally from Columbia, Missouri, and now lives in Nashville, Tennessee. She is a powerful vocalist. Uh, I would liken her a lot to Susan Tedeschi, who is also one of her big idols, and also Bonnie Raitt. But uh, yeah, Jenny's voice is incredible. Her songwriting is absolutely incredible as well. She's had some new singles that she's released this year, but the single that I'm going to play for you today is called Black Cherry Heart. And if you're listening to this episode in the morning, grab yourself a little bit of coffee, because I know Jenny's going to have coffee when she listens to this. But if it is the evening, then do me and Jenny a favor. Grab yourself an old-fashioned kickback, relax, and enjoy Black Cherry Heart by Jenny Teeter. Welcome, everyone, to Paradox Jukebox. This is Katie, your host, and I have with me the wonderful and amazing Jenny Teeter. What's up, Fran? What's up? <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks, girl. It is so good to talk to you. I miss you so much. I know. Me too. Uh, it's just not fair. You, <laughs> you're too far from me. But, I know. You know. Well, I, I'm sure that uh, in the coming months, in the in the summer, in the fall, I will be back down to Nashville quite more often, and we will have to go get tacos because that's what we yes. do. Yes, yes, tacos all day. That's my thing. All I day, like every day. All day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so talk to me, friend. You've been doing some pretty cool stuff down on Broadway lately. Yes. Um. So I and honestly, I was the person. I'm like, I'm never gonna play Broadway, but. <laughs> I, like I was that girl, but, um, I got the opportunity randomly, like my, my drummer Kramer, he's like, Hey, my buddy Cameron needs a duo partner. It's at Luke's 32 bridge, you know, Luke Bryan's bar. And would you want to do it? I'm like, Ooh, I mean, yeah, let's, let's try it. Cause I've literally never played on Broadway before. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, all the bars use in-ear monitors, which is awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, I can hear myself. I don't oversing because I can clearly hear myself. And they don't all want country. And I think that was the stereotype I'm like that intimidated me for Broadway. I'm like, I don't do a lot of country. I like it. I just don't write it or sing it a lot. And so it was kind of a good challenge for me. And I got in and it was fun. And I kind of wanted to do more. And 
they asked me for another one and then I hit up the booker and now I'm in that circuit of bars where he's booking me a few times, like three times a week. Um, so that's been a lot of fun for me because, um, I've learned so many covers now and it is very cover based for sure. Yeah. But I get to pick which covers I want to play. It's not like I'm learning covers that I don't want to sing. And even, you know, Cameron, he's like, pick songs that you actually enjoy. Like, obviously there's like some that, that you just don't want to do, but people want to hear. And if they request and tip you 20 bucks, I'm going to sing it. Heck yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but I'm playing, I really haven't, I really haven't sang any songs that people have requested that I don't like. So it's been a lot of fun to kind of dig up some old country songs that I've done and just rock, classic rock, like literally everything. Um, and it's fun. We just go back and forth and sing. and It's more acoustic gigs, but um, it's really fun to have a crowd sing along to, to your songs that you're singing. Like everyone's dancing, like music is back and this kind of circuit has shown me that a little bit for sure on Broadway like everyone's just we're back so it's been a lot of fun for me to do that and a good challenge that's awesome well good that's yeah. that's beautiful I, I just you know the last time I was in Nashville things were finally starting to come back to life and you know we we were walking around down on Broadway and it was just like holy crap like the city no. is alive again you know yeah for sure. It's back for sure. That's awesome. So, okay. So talk to me, you were, you were doing a little stint at BB uh, Kings for a minute there with Meg Williams, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. That was really cool too. Like that was kind of out of my, 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 com my not comfort zone. Cause I love to sing blues, but like, it was like strictly blues there. It's BB Kings. Yeah. So it was, that was another good challenge for me too, but it was like, so fun we miss it it closed down um yeah. right before you know that bomb that happened but um we were there september october november and november is when it closed so we played like two two or three nights a week um and that was that was amazing it was too, it was a nice like dinner crowd like yeah. people go to bb kings for dinner and a show and so more tame like classic blues hits and it was a lot of fun we did full band and um yeah that that was that was incredible it was an incredible experience I learned a lot of of blues classics too that it's just so easy for me to sing like I have this bluesy side of my voice that I got to tap into and like soul hits like oh man we did some Aretha like <laughs> it was a lot of fun and even though I put out like I mean, more towards rock. I still have a very soulful voice. Yes. So it's like, you know, and so like that was kind of my bread and butter. I was like, man, these sets, when we did BB King shows and Bourbon Street now we've been playing, like that is like in my wheelhouse, like vocally. Sweet. So much. <laughs> I'm like, this is so much fun. Like it's no struggle at all. It's great. That's awesome. Well, and, yeah. you know, I mean, as, as a, as a fantastic, you know, vocalist yourself to, to hear you talk about how, you know, you've had to kind of adapt, especially with doing these, these shows on Broadway. And then, you know, then you get into the, the BB Kings and Bourbon Street where, you know, that's your home. Like you, you are so rooted in the rock and the blues genres. Uh, that's just, it's awesome. And so when, when you guys first started getting those gigs, I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. You know, I was so proud of the two of you because that's where you belong. I mean, yeah, you know, Bourbon Street, it's to me, Bourbon Street is one of the best bars in downtown to go and find the best players. 
Absolutely. Excuse my language, but oh my God. Bourbon Street, uh, when I first played, like that was, so we started playing there after, after BB. So like this year, Mm -hmm. um, and I had never played there before. And honestly, I don't think I had ever set, set foot in there. Like, I, oh, wow. I don't know why. I know. I lived here for four years. I'm like, I always tried or thought of going there, and I just never, it never happened. And so the first show we ever played was Van. It was like 6.30 to 9.30, like a great slot. And we absolutely slayed. Like, some magic happened that night. Because <laughs> after the set, we were all just like, holy shit. We were on fire tonight. Like, the energy in that room is unmatched. Yeah. Like unmatched. It is so fun. People come out to, to dance and, and listen to music. Like, and there's like this upper level where they're just like looking down on you. And I'm like pointing and being all sassy. Like I can be myself in that room because <laughs> we can be loud and like funny and weird. And I can talk to them. It is like absolutely hands down. One of my favorite venues in Nashville. Yep. I have to agree. And, you know, I've I've never played the stage, but every time I've ever walked into that bar, I have always had the time of my freaking life. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. That's so well, you, you belong on a stage where you can talk to people and get your sassy on because you're so yeah. entertaining when you do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's too fun. Like, it's just me. It just comes out on stage, too. And then, like, I've had some people, like, I realize that I do it, but some people are like, you're like accent changes on stage. I'm like, I don't understand. I really don't know why. <laughs> I'll be like, what's going on, everybody? Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's like part of the sass. It's like my sassy accent that's like mixed with the twang. I don't know how, I can't explain it, but it comes out. Well, you've been down in Nashville for four years, so I'm not shocked yeah, to hear that like... some of the Southern <laughs> is rubbed off on you. <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming out. Uh, that always happens, though. I it mean, does. it does. But it just adds to your charm on stage. So I yeah. say roll with it, girl. You do you. Oh, I'm doing me. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about um, are some of the, the songs that you've been releasing lately. Like, first of all, fucking Black Cherry Heart. Yes. That song. Good Man. God. Jenny, I'm I just I just love that song so much. So can you can you talk about like, you know, the you know, the concept behind the song and how that came to be? Yeah. So of course I wrote it with Sky Claire. I write like every song on my album is gonna be with Sky Claire. Uh, pretty much. She's just like my go to and she just it's so easy with her to write. And um she it she actually came up with the idea for this one. She was like you know, it's, it's, we got to talking about like protecting your heart and, you know, after your, after your heart is broken for the first time in your life, you hopefully don't wear your heart on your sleeve after that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, mm, I, I should probably be a little bit more careful next time and, you know, protect it a little bit. So she came up with this idea that your heart becomes a black cherry and there's a pit in the middle. Now you're a little bit more hardened and, um, you know, it's still sweet you know, I'm still, you know, something that's desirable, but it's still, it's, it's, it's harder to get to me. So that's, that's the, that's the gist of that one. And, um, it started as a demo and then I was like, no, I want to release this. So, uh, red 13, you know, finished it up and 
and they did so many good production elements, like the castanets on it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's how it starts. The song starts with the castanet. And um, and man choir, like, I love those parts. Yes. Take a part, black, cherry. Um, so it, it came out. Uh, that's honestly my favorite track that is out right now, for sure. Very proud of it. Yeah. You should be. That's a fantastic <sighs> song. Um, so I want to talk about uh, Dark Angel as well. Yeah. So with with this one, this is the one that you directed, correct? Yes. Yeah, the music video for that one. Well, I did, so I kind of, I think I told you earlier, I got the itch for yeah. directing. Like, I love coming up with my own storyline for a music video. I started, that started with, um, I think Rise Up was the first one that I did. I oh. edited that. Yeah. I mean, it was, I put together the video and then I sent it to this guy to do the um, lyrics because it was a kind of a lyric video mixed with, me performing mm-hmm. to the camera um so that was the first time i'd really put together a, a music video and you know i was like i was bored it was during the pandemic i'm like i want to put something out maybe i'll do a music video that's lyric but also me in it like i don't want to just be lyric so you know i hit up my friend daniel and or david i'm sorry and he had a studio and we went there and i told him what shots i needed and he dumped it onto my laptop so that was the start of it. And then after that, I was like, ooh, okay, it's still kind of, it's still in the pandemic. Dark Angel came out. That started as just a write. I wrote it with Peter and, and Sky, and uh, he, he produced the demo. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, I'd like to put this out. It's good. It's good enough to put out. Like, yeah. why, why wait? I know it's a pandemic right now, but... And then that started the music video because I always want to do a music video for like every song. It's kind of a bad habit, but um, <laughs> hey, let's do it. What else am I doing right now? Right. So yep. Sheridan was in this one, and I just came up with the whole, you know, I mean, Dark Angel fantasy world kind of thing. And this girl, you know, it's it literally talks about COVID being the Dark Angel. Mm-hmm. And um, but the 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 moral of the story is that. It can take it can take my breath, but it can't take my song. So like I'm still here. Like even though this is a temporary thing, and there's a dark angel out there that's you know taking us away from people and literally taking away people's lives. Um, but we will get through this, and I'm still gonna sing about it. So um, the music video was more of a fantasy side where this 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 dark angel she's lost her heart, and that's why she's so dark. So she's always looking, she's collecting hearts because she doesn't have her own. So she collects other people's hearts and Sheridan plays the innocent one in white. You know, she's just gallivanting and I'm like hunting her. And at the end of the video, uh, we circle each other and she, she hands me my heart and I'm like, oh my God, you know, with grace, love always wins. So she was nice enough to give me the heart and she gave me my heart back and I put it on my (laughs) my little creepy like bird's nest thing at the end of the video. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, that, that was so much fun, especially to involve Sheridan. She's one of my best friends and you know, she, she was all about it. We went to a random cabin in the middle of the woods and you know, DIY, you can do it. So that is so uh, cool. So, okay. So since this was, it was a DIY kind of production, right? Yes. 
So how did you do it? Like, can you kind of walk us through the process of like, you know, what kind of, did you use phones or gimbals or like, what did you use? Oh yeah. So, so, okay. So I came up with the storyline, but I need a videographer to do it. So I hired my friend, Adam. He's been with me from the start. I keep using him because he's great and he's so willing to be like, oh yeah, you can hire me and I'll just give you the footage. I mean, let's work for him. I'm editing it. Yep. So I literally just needed somebody to know angles, know how to work a camera. And he is a videographer. So I hired him to shoot everything. I sent him a list of the shots from top to bottom, opening scene to ending scene of what I want. Wow. He knows going into the video. Okay. This is what we're working with. I have it printed out. So, or on my phone so that we can go through them and we just bang it out like, like opening scene. We started there. Um, we shot the drums. Um, I found this cabin on this website that, you know, there's a lot of like video locations where you can like rent out a place. I think it was like 80 bucks. It was cheap. Nice. It was some random cabin out in Tennessee and it was creepy looking. Like it was, <laughs> it was, full, it was so creepy. It was just this old cabin that they've used for creepy type video sets. So there was like an old TV. I mean, it was, it was creepy. So, wow. <laughs> but it was also very buggy. Yeah. Um, so we didn't really need much, like, any props. I asked Peter, who produ- produced the track. He's a drummer. I had him set up, like, three drums, like a very cocktail broken-down kit. We did the performance shots. I asked him to swirl around me. I brought a microphone. I sang through the song a few takes. All right, that's good. And then we moved. I, I went on Amazon and bought some fake hearts. Like, I went to Michael's and bought that little bird's nest. Like, those were the props, really. Wow. I bought Jared and her dress to use, and um, we totally returned it because, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. honest, full disclosure. We returned it. Um, so, you know, I'm going to wear that again. But, um, you know, and so, I, and then I got my, you know, I just kind of put together my outfit, and I hired um, my, my friend Abigail. She did my makeup for it, which she slayed. Yes, she did. That was so cool. Your freaking makeup was on point. Yeah, it was really cool. She put diamonds on my face and stuff. I've never had that done before. I was like, yes, honey. I keep the sweet enough to rot your teeth. You'll have to bite through the bone to get me. My love, my love, the juice in your mouth, that black It was like glam dark angel and um so yeah i mean really low budget like i paid the videographer went on amazon got a few of those props put together my own outfit paid the makeup artist uh that's it and then i you know and then we just gallivanted through and we shot the the at the location so it's very very low budget everyone's like it costs too much money like nah you <laughs> could do it on your iphone i've been doing that with meg so 
That's awesome. Just depends what you're looking for, but yeah. So talk to me about what you uh, like the the videos that you've done for Ming. So you've done all of it on your iPhone. Yes. Yeah. So for (laughs) Christmas, for Christmas, uh, my boyfriend Allie he got me a gimbal, which is just a stabilizer. Yeah. Um, and that thing is like the best tool you could ever need. That's all you need. I agree. Really, I have one too, and I love it. It's amazing. I'm I love it so. I was like, let's put this thing to work. So she saw that I was, you know, directing my own videos and just liked my creative, you know, outlook on it. And I'm like, let's go. Because a lot of her videos are like performance. And she kind of, I was like, let's take it up a notch, Meg. Let's do it. (laughs) And, you know, it was still performance. That's, But, you know, it had some walking shots and like, you know, kind of building up something. So, and we went downtown on Printer's Alley and I took my gimbal. You can change your settings. If you have an iPhone, you can put it in 4K. Yep. I don't know if people know that, but I, I didn't realize that till like last year. So you can shoot in 4K. So I put it on that setting, put it on my gimbal, and we just, I did some moving, swirling shots and just kind of followed her with my gimbal. And that's all it takes, really. I mean, um, and I edited it on my phone, too. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's definitely like the, like a very low budget thing, but it looks great. It still looks great. Like yeah. it just depends on what you're looking for. If you don't care about the like super crisp like I mean it's fine. Like and that was, you know, I she treated me to pad tie. Let's go. I'll do it. <laughs> like done. Done and done. <laughs> Well, I think that's so cool because, you know, like for, for well, artists, my that best friend. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, having fun with your best friend, eat a little bit of pad thai, whatever. Go. Pad thai will get me to do just about anything. This day. <laughs> so, uh, so we did that first one for her and turned out great. Like there's cool effects. There's like things on your, on there's apps out there that you can get that are free or you can buy one for like five ninety nine. I don't know. I mean, it's cheap. And get some cool effects to make it fun. And you can literally edit it on your phone and export it in 4K on your phone. It's just, I love it. Well, and it just goes to show you that you don't need an entire production crew behind you to shoot quality content. Correct. No, you really don't. I mean, there's so many things out there that you there's so many resources and tools at your disposal that you can use now i mean the girl that i've been hiring for my my um pictures like for content and stuff and just photo shoots she is an iphone photographer that's awesome her name's nita and she's awesome and like i thought i think i found her through meg she shot us at bb's for the first time and i was like you just i'm sorry you just did this on your iphone (laughs) like say what and I mean, she has taken off in her career. She's the only iPhone photographer, like in Nashville, that I know of. And she promoted herself. She did TikToks on the consistent. I mean, her business is flourishing, and it's still like eighty bucks for a photo shoot of like you know, you get like thirty photos, and it's she edits them within the same day. She works fast, and it's wow. like mind blowing. I'm like, go girl. Yes. <laughs> She's killing it. So she's been taking a lot of my photos. Um, she took the photos at Exit, and I don't know if you saw any of those, but she, she did all those. So I did see awesome. those. They were fantastic. It just blows yeah. my mind with, you know, like on an iPhone. You don't have to yeah. hire somebody with, like, you know, one of those, like, Nikon D3000, whatever the hell it is. You know? Yep. That's, oh, nope. 
so cool. Like you can obviously tell the difference, but for it just again, it all goes back to what are you looking for? Are you looking for like just content, lifestyle content that could totally be done on an iPhone? Yep. Do you need like more high quality photos, like photo, you know, photo shoots in studio? Well, that's a little different, but you can get by. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, instead of, you know, spending a couple hundred dollars on, you know, having someone come out with their DSLR camera, have somebody do an iPhone shoot for live stuff and then, you know, just save your pennies and dimes for the studio stuff. Yep, exactly. Uh, It's just so I've done a mixture of both. I mean, like for my I've adjusted. There's an amazing photographer in town. He does like wide angle stuff like he just he's really good at using a wide lens. Yep. I think it's a wide angle lens, but it's like the foot of my boot is like the focus and it's like shooting up. Like, I don't know how, whatever he does and he has this light, it's like incredible photos. And I use him for certain things. Like, um, I just used him for like my next single, um, photo shoot for stuff and, oh, it's so good, but it's a different, it's totally different. So it's like, it just depends what you need and what you're looking for and what your budget is. There's so many different options out there it's awesome well and i think that's really good information for a lot of our listeners who are you know kind of new to the music industry and they're trying to get their feet wet it's it's good to know that you don't have to go break your bank account to get really good quality content you know for your websites and social media stuff you know like yeah the more real it is especially on socials the more people relate to it absolutely that's awesome friend so cool all right well Let's let's kind of shift gears for a second. So, you you're with Red Thirteen still, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they do all my production. Um, yeah, so they're they're my producers. <laughs> right. So for for all of the songs that you that you write, like you send basically, like I mean, with COVID, I'm guessing like do you record your vocals at home and just send it to them? So yeah. So the la- well, the last time I I actually went out there, what was it? Last October. So. Mm-hmm. COVID was still happening, but I flew out to Boston and did Black Cherry Heart. Um, but that's the time I, that's the last time I've been out there. With Like We Always Do, that was the next thing I put out. We recorded here with Brandon Wiggers, and he's been doing a lot of my production out here. Cool. Um, and then, you know, we're sending him, like Brandon produced, like, two or three singles out here, and we sent it to Red 13 to do the final mix and master. So nice. that's kind of where what we're doing now with, like, budget-wise and just, you know saving the trip <laughs> yeah for sure yeah that's that's gonna rack up some some pennies for sure man yeah um so then okay so still with red 13 and then you just wasn't it last year that you got signed to that um that songwriting publishing house oh yeah so yes so um it's they're called cream collective it's a it's a yeah, it's a publisher basically for like sync placements, um, which is for TV and film commercials and stuff. So they 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 found me in January. Oh, cool. Um, they found Daughter of the Devil, and this girl reached out. She was the A and R for them, and she's like, "Hey, I really like Daughter of the Devil. Like, we'd love to add that to our catalog and consider you as an artist. Like, let's talk." <laughs> That's what a big resource is having Red Thirteen because they they can help. Um, guide the conversation they know a lot of the business aspects like i've never had that type of deal so i don't know what to to look for in a deal and so that was kind of a three month back and forth negotiation with them mm-hmm. and we finally found a happy place where we're both just like all right we want you so we're willing to you know get, you know go to, go to this this type of deal and it was perfect i mean it's just 
they are so nice and they accepted like all of my songs that are out right now including unreleased songs um, to add to their catalog. So Sweet. I haven't gotten a placement yet, but um, it's just good to be in somebody else's catalog who are pitching your songs to be in TV and film. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And they're based in the UK. So, oh, cool. um, yeah. So they have kind of different ties to different companies, but fingers crossed. I'm just, you know, I've got my hand in that hat and then also, another producer that I, I write with in town just specifically for sync. His name's Shay Watson. Um, and he's awesome. And so I'm, I'm on their writers roster. Um, they a company out in LA. So anytime I write with him and we make the, the demo, he'll submit it and, and we'll just see if they, you know, if they have a need for it, they'll let us know. So that's awesome. Frank, congratulations on that deal. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, let's hope for a for a placement. <laughs> uh, I'm like, uh, that would be so so cool to get one uh, uh, in TV and film because and it's just it's good money too. Like yep. it's good exposure. Like it's just it would be really cool to like turn on the TV one day and you hear. Hear your song playing. That's yeah. yep for sure. Well, yeah. I and you know I've heard from a lot of people that are in you know the sync business. Like it does take a you know a little bit of time, but yes, once you get one placement, people start picking up on it, and then more of them roll in the door. That's right. Yeah, dude, I haven't even told you this. It might be premature, but I don't care. I'm still excited, and I'm not going to get my hopes up. But um, <laughs> there's a recent development um, through my buddy Mark. And um, he knows the VP of marketing for me for Reba, and he was telling him about my song "Leather." You're mm. familiar with that one, yes? Correct? Yeah, it's a song that I wrote with with two, these two guys. Like, ugh, like honestly, right when I moved to Nashville, and it's very it's country singer songwriter story driven, and it doesn't go with any of my stuff. But I, I love the song, and I sing it out acoustically for acoustic sets and stuff, yeah. and so. He was telling me about it. He's like, send me that song. I want to hear it. And so, um, and so he loved it and he actually, he's going to pitch it to Reba. Dude. Um, (laughs) I know. (laughs) So that's, I don't know. Hey, she might not like it. So you never know, but it's that, it's that opportunity to even be in their hands. Um, that's one step. Yes. Something. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, that is definitely a step in the right direction because that that song for Reba makes sense. So, girl, just I'm just putting the good vibes out there, setting the intention. Like that is oh, that is beautiful. Good for you. Thank you. I'm very. I'm like, come on, Reba. <laughs> I can just see it. Leather tour. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> but but still, I mean, it. She she writes a lot of story songs. Yeah. And so I don't know. He asked me to like add a bridge to it because he thinks like he just he's like I think it really needs a bridge if you're willing to do that like I'm I really want to pitch this to her so um, fingers crossed on that you never know like these opportunities seriously just come up whenever randomly and you just gotta just put your name in the hat yep you always gotta just put your name in that opportunity you know and so this is one of those and uh, we'll just uh, we'll see until then I'll still do my my thing. See, oh, Jen, yeah. that's that's one of the things that I love about you. You are fearless as shit. You you <laughs> you give no fucks, and you're like, "Yep, I'm doing it, doing that too, doing, doing that as well, doing all of it." Yes. Well, I mean, it's just like I don't know. I just like I just 
it doesn't make sense for me to quit. I mean, like, I just, I feel like I just started and I just have the passion to keep going. Like I, all the things that are related to our industry that like you and I, everyone that, that we do, whether it's performance and opportunity for sync, like BGVs, I don't care. I want to do it. That would be so fun. Yeah. The experience, like, I don't know. Life is way too short. So like you, just you might as well do everything that you want to do like keep it like go like let's go absolutely let's go (laughs) you know lauren anderson and i were talking about like i had her on the on the podcast not too long ago and we were talking about you know things that that happen in your life that kind of you know they make you second guess yourself a lot and as musicians that's you know that's the nature of the beast we're always going to be second guessing ourselves and you know reevaluating and raking ourselves over the coals for that one chord that we missed or that one note yep. that we didn't sing right but it's it's so important that we continue to forge ahead and allow these opportunities to come to us and be just open and willing to go yep uh I Maybe I don't have that bridge for that song right now, but God damn it, if I'm not going to write it. So I just, I, I think that that's awesome that, you know, you've, you've got these opportunities, you've got all these irons in the fire and one of them is going to land for you, Jen. It's- Man, I hope so. <laughs> if not, I'm going to still do my thing. I, I mean, it's just like, it's so fun to do all of this. Like, yes, there are days where I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> What am I actually doing? No, but you know, there's like ups and downs to anybody's industry. Um, ours is very risk, high risk and a lot of unknowns. Um, and it's always a grind, but there's definitely a part of me that enjoys the grind. I'm like, let's go, let's go. But you know, there are days you're just like tired. I'm like, I, I don't like, I don't know. I don't know if I can keep doing it, but it's just a thought. It's a passing thought. Yep. Some people, it sticks with them. That's okay. Hasn't hit me yet, so I don't think it will. <laughs> I don't um, think it will either. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, there's just so much more I want to do. Like, And well, it does take time. You and you're, just learn you're, it all in one night. That's it, yeah. Well, And you're so good about creating opportunities for yourself. Like, for example, the house concert tours that you have gone on with Megan Sheridan. Yeah. Girl, like, you've yeah. got that shit down to a science. It's so easy, though. I think people are, like, intimidated by, like, obviously the first one. Like, we didn't know what we were doing, kind of. I mean, we had a guide, though. Like, there was um, there's a book out there. It was, like, how I made 25000 in a house concert summer tour or something. I'm like, what? I'm going to read that. Um, and my friend told me about it. And Sheridan and I were just like, I want to tour. Yeah. Like, I don't have a band, but I want to tour. What about house concerts? Let's do it. So we tapped into our resources, like people we know. That's where you start. Don't just like randomly pick up a guy on the street. Hey, you want to do a house concert? No. <laughs> this, like, that's a little dangerous. We've done one of those too, and that was not good. Anyways, um, <laughs> it was not good. Um, but seriously, tap into your own resources. Like ask your friends and family, and they're going to be like, oh, a house concert? Ooh, this sounds fun. Like I want to host. And <laughs> It's just so fun. Like people just, it's like, we've had like wine and cheese tours basically because everyone just, and we noticed like everyone just serves wine and cheese and charcuterie boards and we are all about that. So that was the, you know, the food setting. And then we just like set up in their living room and we brought the PA, they brought the peoples. That's, 
it's really as simple as that. Like making sure that the host brings their 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 people and um and you kind of just work with them. Be like, okay, they need to know that it's a donation based thing. Like we're not getting paid for any of these. There's no, there's no guarantee. So right. that's like the scary part when we went into it. But like then we realized how much more people are willing to pay and tip you mm-hmm. on a house concert when they're right in front of you and you're literally talking to them about why you wrote this song. Like it's just so much more intimate and it's so amazing. Like, it's just like, yeah. Um, it's, it's an incredible confirming experience for me. Cause then it's just like, we really got to the roots of our songwriting and like we held, held this space where we could just be vulnerable and a lot of places it's just hard to do that when you're like background music at a bar. Right. Um, so it was it was incredible. We've done East Coast tour, West Coast tour, Ohio, Missouri, New Jersey, like we went everywhere. So um, we're we're planning another one. We're going back to Jersey with Meg this time because the first tour was with just Sheridan and I. Yeah. And I was actually playing for her. I forgot about that. Oh, like, wow. You, yeah. You haven't played her like, you know, guitar yet. So I learned her songs and like played for her i was like holy crap that's so crazy how far i mean and then this girl's already she's doing all the fun she's she's doing amazing things um so we're gonna come back and bring meg and the three of us have our own style and it's just fun like we're all best friends so like you see that on stage and it's really good really good um banter and we have fun with it and we just sing our songs that's awesome well, and I know you, you guys have been down to Florida quite a bit too, right? Yes. Yes, we did a Florida tour because, um, like, literally your network, our network has grown so much. You did the first house concert with us at Virginia's. Yeah. That was our first ever one, actually, before we went on tour. So that was amazing. You played Cajon, and that was so cool. Oh, my gosh. Um, she wants to have us back, by the way. Um, anyways. Uh, Just so let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. Um but we went to Florida a few times and like through those house concerts, I think it was Virginia. She was the start of it. She goes that first house concert. Hey, I have, um, my sister-in-law in North Carolina. She wants to host you. I'll put you in touch. Oh, perfect. Okay. And then we literally did a sold out show at her community center. It was like 300 people. That was amazing. <laughs> that was Liz. And then Liz put us in touch with Lori, who was her sister-in-law who was in Florida. And she's like, Lori wants to host you guys. I bet, I bet, you know, you guys could do stuff with her. Okay. And then that turned into a whole tour. And now we've been back three or four times and we just stay with Lori. Like she's like our Florida mom. <laughs> and like, seriously, she loves it. It's so fun. Um, those, we played more venues out there than house concerts, but still we're in Florida. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> of uh, course. <laughs> no, like, uh, yeah. So those trips have been a lot of fun and, but we sing our butts off and we're still playing every night. I think we had like, six shows in seven days wow (laughs) so it was a lot but that's cool so yeah i've seen a lot of the pictures the pictures are always beautiful it looks like you guys are having the time of your life even though you might be sweating your ass off but (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean but it's fun i mean it was so much fun and we've just built this entire network across the u.s of people who have become good fans, friends, family to us. And house concerts are 
definitely something that everybody should be doing at least something even to supplement tours if you have a day off set up a house concert like ask your friends in a non-creepy way like even your fans we've done i set one up in california and she was a fan of mine like who followed me on instagram and you know, I checked her out, like, to make sure she wasn't this creepy, like, person. But, no, she was, like, incredible. She made surrender cupcakes and teeter tot stations. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. She made, she had all of her friends out. And she had a pool. And, like, I mean, she loved it. And now I've gone back there twice. Oh, my god. And she's gosh. become, like, such a good friend, just, like, person to be, you know, in contact with. She's she's awesome. So, you never know. It it. it it creates this huge network of a family that has your back. Yeah, for sure. They got your back. That's awesome. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on the episode today and talking about just how to DIY everything and just forge your own opportunities. I think it's it's inspiring and I just I'm so grateful for your advice. Thank you so much for having me. I hope to I mean, I hope I just hope everyone hears this as like as an inspiration because you, there's so much that we can do ourselves. And I know the music industry is a very intimidating high risk thing when you go get into it, especially new, but trust me when I say there's so much that you can do by yourself and just reaching out to people. People are more willing to help than you think. So absolutely. Yep. You can't be afraid to ask. Nope. Worst you can get is no. That's about it. That's right, girl. Well, thanks again, and I cannot wait to see your face when I get back down to Nashville. I know. Let me know when you're back. Will do. <laughs> and good luck on your on your competition. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going well. We're 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 excited. It'll be a fun time. Yeah. So good. All right, girl. I we'll see you later, girly. Sounds good. Bye. Well, that was pretty badass, if I do say so myself. Thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on to the show and sharing all of that lovely, lovely wisdom. You can check her out at JennyTeeter.com. Links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure that you like us and subscribe to all of the things. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Music on the Move Studios, and Paradox Shootbox on Twitter. Please, 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 if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give me a review. And if you give me a review, I'll give you a shout-out. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks again, Aaron McLennan, for this badass theme song, too. We'll see you all later.